0: In Maranatha Bible Church, it is 12 o'clock on Tuesday, and uh, Joe and I are here coming to you live from our TES classroom. We uh, obviously are missing our sidekick Bob. He is <laughs> he is cramming for a Greek final, so you could pray for him. Uh, Greek, remember Greek tests? Uh I try not to. But yeah. Oh man, those were those were rough, challenging, sweating it. Oh man. So he's actually studying for that. He said, "There's no way if I'm gonna, if he had to sit in here, there's no way he'd be able to concentrate because he's uh, got a test here in about an hour. So he's getting ready for that. So it's just Joe and I today, but we're grateful for an opportunity to spend a few minutes uh, with you um, this afternoon. Uh, we're also trying out a new web camera, so hopefully that's working. Uh, give us some comments on that if, if it's not. But we're trying out a new webcam and hopefully it'll give you a little better picture than what we've had um, in the past. So." Joe, why don't you give us a quick update on just how you're doing sure. and uh, then another book that you want to highlight.
1: Sure. I'm doing well. Um, it's been nice the last, you know, few days. I'm sure you've all enjoyed the, the sunny weather. We've been able to do some ho- um, work outside, actually, clean my gutters, get some um, yard work done. We, each, we actually had the, um, most of the boys from youth group over yesterday put them to work helping us with the garden. got it done a lot quicker, so, you know, we're doing good. Um, as far as books go, I actually brought a couple. This one's just a small one. It's called um, Church Membership by um, Jonathan Lehman. It's from Nine Marks. There's a series of books like this I'm sure you've read. Them. This is a great book just on the importance of membership. and um, it's, it's easy to read. It's got a lot of good information in there. And then I brought another one, uh, Master's Plan for the Church. And like we said before, we realize you're not going to read all these, but it just give you some ideas. Uh, this book is just a great um, breakdown of the church, the importance of the church and in the appendix there's a couple of good chapters or a couple of good sections in the appendix uh, why I still preach the Bible and this is by MacArthur and he goes through talking about um, different things, why he still preaches the Bible and why I love the church um, and that's that's a great section right there for kind of what we're going through right now to remind us and you know, why we love the church and he just he articulates that really well from scripture so it's a great a great resource as well so I just wanted to point those out
0: Yeah, we're doing well as well. We thoroughly enjoyed this past weekend just getting outside. The weather was just gorgeous and so we did some mountain biking on Saturday and then uh, Sunday rode up to uh, Rockford on the White Pine Trail and got some hot dogs and ice cream. So it was a good day. Kids enjoyed that. So uh, really nice to get outside and just enjoy some fresh air. So our family's doing well. Uh, Like you, we're very excited about being out of this quarantine soon and, and hopefully just being able to see uh, each other again, I, and I think it's been said before. I just miss seeing people and giving hugs and handshakes, yeah. and uh, hopefully from this we don't actually grow cold and distant from mm, each other. Okay. <laughs> hopefully we're actually able still to enjoy uh, uh, contact and fellowship with each other. Uh, the book I chose is J.C. Ryle's book, Holiness. This is kind of a classic on, um, as it says here, the nature, hindrances, difficulties, and roots of holiness. Uh, if you've never read uh, this book, I would encourage you to read it. It's not that hard of a read. Uh, it's older. Uh, it was written in the 1800s, uh, late 1800s, I believe, but um, still very readable, pastoral, and just a, a great encouragement on how to pursue holiness, why we pursue holiness. So I would commend this book to you. You can actually get it an abridged version if you would like that. Maybe um, a little easier to read, so Holiness by J.C. Ryle, and I uh, trust that'll be an encouragement. Uh, to you. So I said on Sunday, <clears throat> I believe, <clears throat> that uh, our elders are uh, have a tentative plan in place for when it is we're able to meet back together. We're starting to just put some things in place for how and when that was going to happen and we're waiting for some uh, direction, I guess from the governor on when we can actually start meeting and uh, we are ready to to do that and we have a tentative plan and so Thinking about two groups of 50 people each in the lower level and the upper level that would give us 100 people. Um, And uh, in a socially distanced setting, we we believe we can pull that off. And we're looking forward to hopefully that happening soon. We're still debating whether we're going to have just one service or two services. So still some things to flesh out. But uh, we are planning and preparing for uh, the moment we are allowed to meet. And uh, we're looking forward to, to when that happens. So anyway, that all kind of sets up this topic that we've been talking about a little bit last week and we want to talk a little bit more about this week on why it is we uh, miss the church so much and what is it about the church that should make us long to be back together Uh, I was kind of prompted by an email we got about is it just the punching cookies that we're excited about getting back together. The cookies are good right? they're they're good but there's more to getting back to church than just um, the social aspect and so Uh, I I sent an email to Bob last week as we were kind of fleshing this out a little bit. And so here's what I wrote in this email. What is a church? Just trying to define what is it that we should be looking forward to. In other words, what goes into the church? What makes up the church? and, And all of that then should be what we're looking forward to. So here's what I wrote. It says the local church is the corporate gathering of God's people to glorify Him by sitting under the proclamation of the Word, being shepherded by a plurality of elders who lovingly care for the flock, exercising spiritual gifts for the edification of the body, engaging in biblical fellowship which stimulates one another to love and good deeds, and participating in the ordinances together. All of that comprises a church. In other words, in order to have a church, you need all of those things. A group of people gathering together to glorify God by sitting under the word, under the shepherding of elders, using gifts in biblical fellowship, practicing the ordinances. If you don't have all of those elements, you don't have a church. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about what is it that we look forward to when the church is able to meet again, those are the things that we're looking forward to all of those elements. And so we've already talked about two of them last week. We talked about fellowship, and we talked about spiritual gifts. And so this morning, or this afternoon, we want to take just a few minutes, Joe and I, about what is it about the corporate gathering as it relates to the proclamation of the Word that should drive our desire to be back together. So I hope that makes sense what we're talking about here. Uh, We're getting at here, what is it about the public Preaching or the public teaching of the Word of God that ought to compel our hearts to come back together. So, maybe Joe, we could talk a little bit about just the fact that in this day, under the current circumstances, there are limitless online sermons, there are uh, all kinds of pastors preaching, doing online. Um, sermons and teaching, and it's all marvelous, it's all good. Well, not all of it. Well, (laughs) that's true. Uh, Thank you for the clarification. Much of it is good, much of it is not. Uh, And so we're trying to think about what is the distinction between just going and listening to that teaching from your favorite internet pastor versus sitting in the corporate gathering of the preaching of the Word? Or we can even bring it closer to home. What's lacking in even doing live stream sermons here at Maranatha Bible Church. Yes. Right? So we're doing a couple teachings a week, actually three teachings a week. We have a sermon on Sunday, equipping hour on Sunday, we have a Wednesday night teaching. So we're teaching three times a week via live stream, but there's still something lacking mm. in that. So maybe we could talk about these. Th- we, we wrote down three reasons why listening to the preached Word of God corporately is far superior to listening to the preached Word through a live stream in your living room. Is that safe to say? Mm -hmm. So we came up with three. It has a unifying effect, it has a sanctifying effect, it has a shepherding effect. So, Joe, talk us through the first one. What is it about the public preaching, teaching of the Word of God that in this first case has a unifying effect Mm -hmm. for us? Yeah, I
1: would say one way that this has a unifying effect is uh, um, there's there's unity under the consistent exposition of the word on a macro level. I mean you're hearing this whole book from we'll take Romans for instance. You're hearing the introduction the beginning of Romans and you're going all the way through the book of Romans. This uh, macro level unity of the whole body is hearing this being preached. You're also Getting it on a micro level. When you're there for the individual sermons, you're hearing from that passage. It's being all kept within the the theme of the whole book of Romans in the context of that passage. So the whole body is being exposed to that. And that um, has a unifying effect with the body. I would say, you know, they're all being exposed to that. And this fosters um, healthy exhortation and, um, you know, uh, I'll use the word rebuke and you know, encouragement. It just it fosters that within the body because everybody's hearing the same thing. They're under the same preaching of the word, and it, it just has a cohesive um, effect. I believe.
0: Yeah. No, that's really good, Joe. And I, I think maybe you could um, you could create a scenario. Just think about a scenario where if we were together as a church, but we were all kind of listening to other mm. teaching. Yeah. Like let's say okay, we have a, a church family. And we're meeting together and maybe we're hearing some teaching you know but there's within our hearts this desire to go listen as i said to our favorite internet teacher or imagine that across the board in our church we've got people listening to 30 or 40 or 50 different preachers outside of our church not that not that that's necessarily wrong mm-hmm. by any means we're not trying to be the uh Police here and telling right. who you can listen to or not. We're not saying that at all, but I like how you said it that when we're all together as a church family working through the same material consistently, week by week, together, physically present, it has a way of shaping us and, and forming us into one body. Yeah. It's really good.
1: I think when, the, in that case, when situations come up, that requires something like Matthew 18:15. You know, go to your brother or sister. Um, when we're all in the same wavelength there of what's going on, it's it, the possibility for you know um, some tension or some upheaval there is going to be greater if you're not under the same teaching and all in this kind of the same wavelength.
0: I think. So. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I was just thinking back to some examples in the Scripture of corporate proclamation and corporate uh, preaching or teaching and I was thinking of like in the book of Acts you have a number of situations where there was public proclamation and public teaching and so I think even in Acts 2 when the yeah. church was born yes. remember Peter preached that, that sermon to the, the large number of people in Jerusalem many people came to Christ and what does it say that they were doing as a result of that in Acts two forty two it says that they were devoting themselves to oh. the apostles teaching yes i don't think that was segregated out kind of on their own uh, that had to have been a corporate yeah. all together functioning together sitting under the preaching of the word together and then one of the unique things about the book of acts is that there's this continual theme throughout the book and they were one mind yes and they were one mind and they were one heart and God was adding to their number, and they were united, that 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 seems to be a connection between both of those things. The corporate gathering, sitting under the public proclamation of the word, and the fact that they were so unified and so connected and so tight that God actually used that unity to give them an evangelistic mm-hmm. influence. That's good. That's so, good. Yeah. I was thinking as well, so I thought of Acts 2, thought of Acts 6, where the apostles wanted to devote themselves to um, preaching and teaching in the word. That, that was uh, a non-negotiable for them. They had to devote themselves to the public preaching of the word. And then fast forward to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, where Paul tells Timothy to give attention to the public reading of scripture and to teaching and exhortation. So there's actually a command. Mm-hmm. There's a command. I don't think it just means reading the Bible in public. I think it, there's, there's implied there the corporate gathering, the public gathering of the body together um, to, to, to teach and preach the word. And so, in other words, that's why this current setup can't last long. Yeah. It's not going to last long, we hope, and it can't last long because it's going to begin affecting our unity at some point. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, yeah. Any more thoughts on just the unity part? No.
1: I just think. You kind of get the, the sense of the disunity if you're um, if you go and listen to someone like um, like Steve Lawson. I love Steve Lawson, but if you go to his um, you know his webpage and you just pick out certain topics and sermons, I want to listen to something on church history and something on this. It's you feel that I hate to use the word feel, but it's just there's just disunity where you're listening to this message and you're listening to this message. It's and even if you do that with MacArthur or whoever, you you get to where you want to go and listen to the whole book. You know, it's just it just it doesn't work. The unity, it's it's okay for a time, but you need to come back together and have that uh, that unity and that corporate hearing of the word.
0: So there's nothing wrong individually, right, with doing that. Obviously, we want to encourage feeding other souls individually, but I agree with you, the the longer that becomes your steady diet, the more disconnected you become from your church family and the corporate nature. I was thinking, use the book of Romans as an example, and I was just thinking, you know, we spent four and a half years in the book of Romans, and I I am convinced that had a unifying effect on our church. I mean, just walking through the gospel and the whole flow of the book of Romans from beginning to end. And that had a hugely unifying effect on our body as we wrestled through justification issues and sanctification Mm. issues and uh, the role of Israel in God's plan. And then those last chapters, chapters 12 to 16, Mm. all those one another's and the gospel relationships and all of those things, that particular section, chapters 12 to 16, and remember the gray areas and the Christian liberties messages, I think we did six of those. And that had, that had a hugely unifying effect upon our church. Yeah, and I think we grew corporately and individually through that as we as we sat through that together. I did. Yeah, that was great. So, so there's one reason why we believe that uh, we need to be looking forward to uh, the church gathering again, not just for social reasons, but because there's a unifying effect of the public proclamation of the word. There's a second reason we came up with that we need to be looking forward to that is because it has a sanctifying effect. Uh, that the public proclamation of the scriptures has a sanctifying effect on us, both individually and uh, corporately. So, you want to talk about that a little bit, Joe? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I. mean, it's they all, all three of these kind of go together. So there's going to be overlap. But I think the the same unity of um, the unifying effect that we see is also has a unifying um, in our thought life and. That unification of thought it, it nourishes an environment that can bring about um, interactions regarding sin, you know. And it's not as, as I said earlier, it's not as you know hot button issues because it's nourishing this through uh, the consistent preaching of the word. And that uh, when you're able to talk about those things freely with your brothers and sisters, that's, sanct- that's sanctifying It humbles us and it sanctifies us, and it's much. Um, Better, easier to do that when you've got um, when you're with the body. You're growing with the body of Christ. So um, I would say it's you know similar to the first, but it does have that sanctifying effect as you're um, interacting with the word that you're hearing.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And there's something unique about when we publicly gather, and there's 250 people or or so on a Sunday morning, and a sermon is preached and then we let out the service and we come back uh, and then we begin talking to one another after that service there's something special about that you know and we trust that in those conversations after the sermon that it's not just about football and sports and the weather but that there's some conversations taking place about what was just preached that has a sanctifying effect it doesn't have just a unifying effect it has a sanctifying effect as we begin to press the truth of the word into each other's lives as we talk about it and as we discuss it and as we go out for lunch afterwards or we go over to other's house and spend some time together, whatever that looks like, as we begin to press the scriptures more and more into each other's lives from what was corporately preached that morning, that begins to make us more like Christ. And uh, I think that's how God's designed it. So you don't get that when you just listen to an online sermon. No. I mean, unless you're gonna, you know, forward that link to somebody else and ask them to look uh, look it up and listen to it, and then you come back together and talk about it in some capacity, but it's not the same. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just not the same dynamic. There's something about uh, a large gathering of people hearing the same thing, mm-hmm. then talking, interacting, engaging with it that has a way of of just pressing truth into the further corners of our heart like in a way that can't happen when we just listen to online sermons.
1: And I, I think that also goes back to and supports the ex, ex, expository preaching because um, these, the sanctifying effect is, it's built, one week's built on the next, one passage is built on the next passage is built on the next passage, so you're, you're being sanctified through what you heard this week, but it's continuing on week by week by week by week it's not just you heard it this week that was great you listen to paul washer a great sermon i was convicted but then you heard something different the next week you know it just continues to build on it Mm -hmm. it's not it's not in a vacuum like some of that it it can happen you sanctified through that the process of sanctification progressive sanctification through the preaching of the word
0: that's really good i was thinking of ephesians 4 and uh we don't have time to go through this but just thinking through that great section in ephesians four eleven to 16 where it says god gave some of apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors teachers and then he says why god gave us pastors teachers he gave us pastors teachers for the equipping of the saints for the building up of the body of christ until we attain to the unity of the faith oh, so there's the first reason we talked about the unity of the the corporate teaching by the way apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers are they're all teachers of the word so the one effect is that unifying effect the first reason uh, but then notice paul goes on to say and the knowledge of the son of god to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of christ in other words as the word is taught in a corporate setting the effect of that over time is a unity and a, a greater conformity to the person of christ uh, and that happens in relationship with one another, which is why he goes on to say in verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up into all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. So there is that corporate entity, uh, that corporate dynamic of uh, the public procl- proclamation of the word. So uh, again, has a unifying effect, has a sanctifying effect. And the third reason that we think we should be looking forward to the return of our uh, church services and hearing the word preached is because it has a shepherding effect. So, Joe, you want to talk yeah. about that
1: one? You know, as we as we think about that, the shepherding effect, you we have to realize that uh, when we come together, your elders, um, your your pastors, they have your heart in mind. Remember that they're going to give an account for you for you. Um, you know, we may listen to individuals like John MacArthur and those things, and they're great, but they're not. Uh, primarily going to give an account for your souls um, and so they they don't have your your um, specific needs in mind because they don't know you you know and as we as pastors we want to get to know you we want to shepherd you as a true shepherd with sheep you know and, and take care of you in a way that they can't take care of you so it's more than just uh, the preaching of the word it's actually being involved in your life and then the preaching of the word has a greater um, effect because you're seeing um, that being played out in our lives. And that this can't happen when you're not under, um, when that individual isn't your local shepherd, I guess.
0: Yeah. And again, we're not saying right it's wrong to listen to online <laughs> sermons of someone right. else. Not we're not all. saying that at all. We want to make that very, very clear that we're we're not saying you can't or shouldn't listen to others um but there's we, something we love to we do we do so, yeah i mean yeah, yeah. Who, are, who are some of the guys you listen to
1: i listen to macarthur i know it's a surprise but i listen to macarthur i listen to um alistair beg um paul washer steve lawson rc sproll so i mean and there's others i could think of i could probably name off too but i listen to all those guys even al moeller sometimes so
0: yeah same here um uh, those are all great resources, and, and we would actually encourage you, encourage individuals to listen to those um, those men. There's a lot we can learn from them. But at the same time, as Joe says, they're not the shepherds of this flock. It's the elders, the eight men of this church, that care for your soul. It's Hebrews thirteen seventeen, and we'll give an account for that. And and so there's something unique that happens when we gather together on a Sunday morning and the word is preached it gives us an opportunity to to shepherd your soul and to care for you this is your church, this is your body, this is your family uh, this is the body that you belong to, that we belong to together and so there's relationships that develop in the course of that, that fellowship there's, um, there's a relationship that develops in the context of interacting with one another and caring for one another and going through life together and dealing with the trials of life together. We get to know each other and so it's through the corporate proclamation of the word here that the shepherding of your soul our souls takes place uh, the best way possible. So that's not to say that someone can't grow and be shepherded and cared for as a Christian by listening to online sermons. They can do that but there's it's not the way God intended it fully. There's that shepherding component that's, that's lacking. So, um, any more thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah, just I just want to reiterate. You know, we're not saying don't listen to those guys. (laughs) You know, listen to them. But just um, as you said, understand that you know they're not personally there with you. They would even encourage you um, the same way we are. If you were in their church, you know, even if you're not in their church, they would tell you we're your shepherds. We're the we're the shepherds of Maranatha Bible Church. so we we are there to pour into you
0: personally so that's one of the reasons why we can't wait to get back together i know our church family so we hope that that's uh a part of your heart and your desire as we think about coming back together lord willing in the next few weeks Uh, hopefully sooner than later uh, we want to help just kind of think through uh, what it is we should be looking forward to and longing for it's not just the social element although that's wonderful Uh, But it is in this case, our topic this morning, just the importance of the corporate gathering sitting under the proclamation of the word together. So trust that this has been a help just to kind of think through that and and navigate that. Uh, There's two more we want to talk about, one on Thursday and then one next week, Tuesday. We want to talk about the importance of uh, being shepherded by a plurality of elders, Mm. uh, which we alluded to a little bit just now. We want to talk about, about that a little bit more. And then we want to talk about just the value of participating in the ordinances together, uh, baptism and the Lord's table. Uh, We want to talk about the importance of that. So that should be also something we're looking forward to. So we'll flesh those out a little bit more on Thursday and next week, Tuesday. And um, we encourage you to ask any questions on these things or clarification. So uh, let us know if we can um, elaborate on any of that stuff. So just a reminder this Thursday again at 12 will be uh, Joe and I and Bob will be back with us at that point so uh, we're looking forward to that Facebook live session on Thursday at noon and then uh, tomorrow night 7 o'clock on Wednesday I uh, encourage you to join us for our live stream for uh, another Wednesday night teaching I'll be doing that and then uh, Thursday night will be another Zoom session we have another guest with us Dr. Matt Waymeyer and uh, was he your Greek professor?
1: No he was there when I got there but he left semester before I started Okay,
0: (laughs) well, uh, Matt's a great friend and uh, he'll be a great resource for us to interact with on Thursday night, rather, at 7 o'clock on Zoom, so we hope you can join us for that as well. So, uh, we love you, we miss you, and uh, we can't wait to see you, hopefully, soon, Lord willing. So, thanks for tuning in for a few minutes this morning. Hope you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week. Know that we're praying for you, and uh, if we can minister to you in any way, please let us know how to do that. So. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.